to do, if any of the kids would like to come and join me up on this front row right here, if you want to help out, oh, don't all run up here at once. Okay, I'm going to need one or two readers. I've already asked one young man to help me be a reader. So CJ, come on up here. And any of you other children that want to come and sit on this front Savannah row for a few did. moments? Yeah, go ahead. You can, well, you can stand up here. Yeah. You can stand up here, sit up here. Oh my goodness. Look at these two beautiful girls. Yay. Three beautiful girls. Pardon me. Our children, by the They're way, pretty. not only are they smart and talented, beautiful. but they're also really good looking. Yeah. Just so you know, you guys put out some amazing looking kids and some really bright, smart, <laughs> talented children. And you know, you guys don't Yay. Always, you guys get to see your own children, obviously, but you as a church don't always get to see the number of children that are being ministered to over in the other buildings. And I just want you to see this. And this isn't even all of them. We have a few missing this morning. Um, all right, boys and girls, if you guys will sit down on the front row, and I'm going to call you up when I need your help. We're going to help Pastor Todd preach the message this morning. Sit right there. Okay, go ahead and sit down right there. CJ, you stay straight here first. You're first. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I bet you guys didn't know that children this age could teach, did you? They're going to help us teach this morning. That's okay. She can stand there. It's okay. So, this is something that we've been talking about in kids' church. CJ, can you see that? Okay. So, CJ's going to read the first five commandments for me. So, you can stand over there if you can see it, and I'm going to give you the mic. You want to read those? The first five. No other God. Yeah. No idol. Do you want him to keep going? Speak God's name with respect. Set aside a special day for God. Honor your mom and dad. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you. Like that one. All right. Oh, you okay. The good one. Give it a go. Let's see what happens. So this is how I teach. Things like this happen every Sunday. Wait, wait. Where does that go? Love the Lord. 
Love the Lord. That's right, because God doesn't want anybody else before him, because God's the most important thing. Remember we talked about it in kids' church? God is the most important, and he wants us to love him alone. Okay. How about number three? Speak God's name with respect. Love the Lord. Very good. How about number four? Set aside a special day for God. Love the Lord. Love the Lord. Look how smart they are. Okay, how about this one? Honor your mom and dad. Love the neighbor. The neighbor. That's right. Very good. How about you shall not kill? Love the Lord. Love the Lord, but maybe. Love thy neighbor, yeah, because you shouldn't kill your neighbor, right? Yeah. I know, maybe sometimes our neighbors aren't the nicest people, but we shouldn't kill them, right? No. Okay, how about be true to your husband or wife? The neighbor, yeah. Okay, how about don't steal? Love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor, very good. We shouldn't take things that don't belong to us, right? And that's loving our neighbor. How about don't lie? Neighbor, very good. How about do not want what others have? Love thy neighbor. Man, you guys are so good. Okay, you guys are so good. So all the Ten Commandments that we learned about, can anybody remember way back when we talked about, first started talking about the Ten Commandments, what was the reason that God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and gave them to us? Anybody, CJ, do you remember? So they would follow the laws, but th- why do we need to follow the laws? Vicki, do you remember? No. Nope. It was a wise, it was a ways back. They're forgetting. It was a while back. God gave us the rules to protect us because he loves us. God didn't give us rules to make us miserable or unhappy. God gave us rules because he loves us. He loves us, and he wants us to love others. And that's what Christ Church is all about. We are loving God, and we are loving others. And these children are learning that every Sunday when you send them over to Kids Church, and I know it's, like, nice to have them over there, and they're not, like, making noise and running back and forth and stuff like that, but it's important that we disciple our children and we teach them while they're young so that they'll have these truths in their hearts so that when they're older, they'll not flee from it, right? Amen. Okay, boys and girls, you did such a good job. I want all of you, including all of the boys and girls that stayed out there to see me after church because I have prizes for everybody. Who wants prizes? Woo! Okay. All right, guys, I'll go back to your seat. Thank you so much for helping me. You did an amazing job. Good job. Yeah, amen. And we're going to keep going. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, We're going to keep going with what Stephanie said. Let's read a few scriptures. John 17, verse 21. And then I'm going to turn, uh, if you want to put your finger in your Bible or look up here in Matthew chapter 22, 37 through 40. And the, what we're talking about today is love producing unity with motivation. We've done the disciple. We're doing the, the words of discipleship. And we're on uh, the L before the E, disciple. And this is love, unity, and motivation. And so everything that uh, Stephanie talked about this morning, we're going to just put it into uh, a capsule here. So let's start with this one. In fact, where did everybody go? You're you're out there? Uh, Can we read up here together? I think that'll keep us awake. Let's do it. Ready? Let's go with that. That they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, 
that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Very good. Awesome. We're not going to read together the next one, though. <laughs> we'll do, I'll read this one in Matthew uh, chapter 22, um, 37 through 40. And it says, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is a great first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. This is Jesus making this statement. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear. Speak to us and speak through us, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. First of all, God is love. God is love. Now, if we're going to define love, let's define love simply. Love is a desire to give. And we get this from John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. God is the author, is the beginner, is the, is the father, is the, the, the beginning of everything. God is the alpha and the omega. And so God is love. It's not something that uh, a characteristic or whatever. It is who he is. God is love. And Stephanie had pointed out a couple of things, and I want to do this as our sermon. Uh, these two things. Number one, love the Lord your God with your, and then I'm going to uh, cover these, with your heart. Who can tell me what the heart is? Anybody knows what the heart is? First, uh, I think the Bible says sometimes the heart is wicked. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 without Jesus, um, an unrepentant heart is not a good thing. But the heart is your will, is that, that, that inside of you, that motivation to, to, to love God, to be able to accept God. A heart is the moral heart or supreme choice or the will in my heart. So many people work here, and we've said this already in this series, that Satan attacks the mind, Christ captures the heart, and, and it is from the heart, it is in your spirit, it is in your heart, it is in your will, there is a will inside of you that makes a choice to love the Lord, you desire to give to him, you desire to do what the Lord tells you to do. He says, love him with your heart, your will. Love him with your soul, your feelings. Has anybody ever cried? Anybody? Anybody ever got happy? Anybody? Why did God give us emotions? We're supposed to be up here, right? No, we're supposed to be right here. <laughs> and God gave us the, the emotions. He gave us the, the, that, that compassion. He gave us that, that energy because it's, it can be a good thing. But you have to love him with your soul. Jesus went to his friend's uh, tomb. His friend had been done dead four days. Four days his, dead, his friend had been dead. And Jesus knew that we have eternal life. And Jesus knew that his friend was going to live forever. And Jesus knew that everybody was going to be okay. And he knew it was right. And this is, everybody knows this scripture because it's the shortest scripture in the Bible. This is the scripture that says, what? Two words. 
Jesus wept. Wait a minute. Why would he be emotional? He knows. Why would he be emotional? He knows. Because your emotions are meant to glorify God. When I'm crying, I'm worshiping God. When I'm happy, I'm worshiping God. I give God the glory and the enthusiasm and everything that I have. Jesus wept because he knew what humanity was going through. He was not uh, detached from it. Jesus is everything that we need. He knows everything that we need. He was tempted in all ways like us, yet without sin. Jesus wept. I believe Jesus laughed. I believe, well, I don't know if they high-fived 2,000 years ago, but if they did, Jesus would high-five. Jesus had emotions, has emotions, and wants our emotions focused toward him. Soul and then mind, our thoughts, our reasons. This is the hardest thing to capture. (laughs) Our thoughts and our reasons focused on him. And here's how we can do it. His word have I hid. And continually I read and I study and I study upon his word. And his word captures my thoughts and my imaginations. I have, there are outside thoughts that are always coming in. But God's word is in my mind. And then with all your strength. Okay. For all those maybe 12 and under. Would you stand up right now? Can you stand up? All right. Okay, now, do you love the Lord with all your strength? Okay, there's a few more of you that's, that's under 12. So go do this. Stand up. Do this. Raw. <laughs> there's some raw, raw. I have, a, I have a, a grandson that knows how to go raw, raw. Spider-Man, raw. Love the Lord with all your strength. You can sit down. Very good job. You love the Lord with your strength. When, hey, and this is for all of us adults. When you're working, you're not working for Starbucks. Or, or you're not working for um, uh, a big corporation or for the police uh, in Phoenix or whatever job that you have. You are physically working for the Lord. You do everything that you do. Do your job with all your strength because it's worshiping the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your strength. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. Love is the fulfilling of the law, the basis of right and goodness, the inbuilt law of decency and honor. To will the highest good for God and his creatures as the ultimate goal of life. Last week, we left off with a three-letter word called joy. And we took those initials and we said, Jesus, others, you. If you want to have joy, Jesus, others, you. If you want to have yaj, you, others, Jesus. That's yaj which is a very unhappy place to be. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why, Jesus, others, you? Jesus loves me. Jesus wants me to have the best. He wants me to have everything. And when I 
put Jesus first. I realize that. The reason it's not G-Y or J-Y-O, Jabo, whatever that is, Jabo, is because I already know he wants the best for me. Amen. Now I need to know that he wants the best for others. Is anybody listening to what I'm When you love your neighbor as yourself, you want the same for them. I was telling Stephanie this week, I said, what I learned in my life is when I talk to someone at the back door uh, at, at the restaurant, wherever we're at, she says, how do you do it? I said, what I do is I put my face on that person. And I say, how would I want to be treated? How would I want to be treated if I was if I was talking to me and maybe I was high on heroin or maybe I was homeless or maybe I was being ornery. I mean, does anybody know what ornery means? What's this? Any any uh, from Children's Church? Anybody can tell me what ornery is? It's not good, right? And when I'm that way, how would I want to be treated? How would I want to be addressed? And how would I want to be loved? Jesus, others, you, love your neighbor as yourself. And in conclusion, love God and love people. On a side note, I just want to say this morning, we're so glad to have Ken uh, Carr in church today. And uh, he told me in the hospital this week when I was visiting, oh, I'm going to be in church on Sunday. And I was like, oh, yeah, you are? Sure. And he is. That is that's an awesome man right there, I tell you. So I'm telling you that I've learned these principles from you. And I've learned this from Kim when I was in the hospital. I'm talking to him, and then a, a, an aide or a nurse will come in, and he'll, he'll address them, and he'll treat them with love, and he'll put them first. Jesus, others, you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself.